And uh, I, I guess I'll have fries. I, if, I, if I have fries, is anybody else gonna have any? Because, you know, I, I, I don't want to be the only one eating them. I'll feel like a fatty. Though they try to defeat me, they can all just freaking eat me. To make you call fellatio a trouser-friendly kiss is the plain situation. Be sure that you see that this is not a chive. Hello everyone, happy belated Thanksgiving, and may the comedy be with you. And also with you. I'm your host, Ian, and welcome to Frickin' Sweet. Frickin' Sweet. A week by week. Week by week. Episode by episode. Episode by episode. Look back at Family Guy 20 years later. Amen. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Purple, Purple Monkey, monkey hey, what? Got him. Alright, before we get started, I just want to take a second to uh, address the problems that we had last week. I, the show came out uh, edited wrong, and that's my fault. Um, it did get fixed within about 24 hours. Thank you to the listener who pointed that out to us. Um, but it was fixed and re-uploaded, and I just wanted to say sorry about that. Uh, we here at Frickin' Sweet strive for excellence, and when we fall short, we, of course, want to make sure that we rectify that mistake post-haste. Um, but this week, it will be better, and it should be easy because we have a really great episode this week. It is Emission Impossible. It is the 11th episode of our third season, as well as our 39th episode overall. And oh boy, is it a crowd favorite, including with me and my wife. Um, it was directed by Peter Shin and written by David Collar and Ken Going, and is famous for being the introduction of Stewie's eventual half-brother Bertram, who is played by the inconceivably awesome Wallace Shawn, and acts as Stewie's major rival uh, until his action-packed death later in the series. But this episode isn't just remembered because of that one character. It's also remembered for being hilarious, having fun cameos. Uh, we meet Lois's sister in this, uh, Carol. Stewie is genuinely really funny and cute in this episode, and Peter and Louis Lois are cute in this episode. Um, but stupid, obviously, for wanting another baby. That's just my opinion. We'll get into that later. But either way, this episode is, like I said, hilarious, really funny, and absolutely memorable so i won't waste any more time before breaking it down i'm just going to kick it over to an ad for our sponsor anchor and then we'll, we will start breaking down this week's series of moving pictures emission impossible next week on laundry theater chris's trousers have had enough i've had enough while Meg's shirt will not take this anymore. I won't take this anymore! And Stewie's socks goes behind everyone's back for their own game. <laughs> and a moment so surprising it will shake you to your core. <laughs> Next week on Laundry Theatre. <laughs> 
And we're back. And this episode starts with something really cute. It starts with Stewie coming down to the refrigerator. He basically redoes an entire Sunny D commercial where he's looking through it, uh, finds the Sunny D that he's looking for, goes upstairs, and he starts watching Saturday morning cartoons. And it's really cute. Um, it reminds me, uh, and I'm sure a lot of you, of when you were kids, uh, you wake up on Saturday morning, you get a bowl of cereal, and um, you uh, go to town on that bad boy while you're watching. I don't know what, what your specific brand of Saturday morning cartoons. I was a kid's WB kid. I was watching the new Pokemon, the new Yu-Gi-Oh!, all that good stuff. Um, I knew that there were other ones that had other cartoons, and that was your business. Whatever cartoons you want to subscribe to, that's fine by us here at Freaking Sweet, as long as you're watching some cartoons, because that's they're just good for you. Uh, let's see, we got soda, purple stuff. Uh, oh, Sunny D, all right. We now return to the Smurfs. Hey, you have, you have a good time last night? Smurf-tacular. Yeah, I saw you leave with Smurfette. Oh, man, as soon as we got out of the bar, she started smurfing me. Shut the Smurf up. Yeah. Right in the Smurfin' parking lot? Smurf, yeah. Oh, that is freaking Smurf. You Smurf it. That is freaking Smurf. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Smurf, yeah. That, uh, Seth Smurf's joke is super fun. Smurf. Smurf, yeah. Yeah, totes. Um, but, but as they're watching cartoons, Lois gets a phone call. And uh, it, we just get her side of it. She's like, hello? Oh, my God. And then we get a close-up. And then uh, she runs downstairs looking for Peter. Uh, she finds him uh, watching just the laundry go around. And she comes down. She's like, I, I, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm watching laundry theater. Meg's shirt doesn't know that Chris's pants are cheating on him with Stewie's shocks. It's fun to be watch rich people be naughty. And Peter is just the simplest person in the, in the world who can uh, get entertained by anything and can draw a story out of anything. So that's really fun. But um, she's like, my sister is uh, going into labor and her husband left her. So I got to go help her. And he's like, she's like, it's, it's Carol. And he's like, ah, Carol, Carol, she, is that the one with a jacuzzi in the pool table? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, all right, well, I think I should come with you. And he's like, he's, she's like, really? I didn't think you'd want to come. He's like, when have I never been there? You know, when have I not been there for you? And we got a really funny cutaway to her getting carjacked. Uh, like, like they're in the car and some guys come up with and stick their guns in her face. And they're like, give us the car, lady. Screaming, you're dead. And he's like, thanks for the ride, lady. And runs, uh, just jumps out and runs away. It's absolutely terrible. After that, the parents decide uh, that they, uh, well, they're going to go. So they have to leave the kids with somebody. They make the decision to try Quagmire. Um, his doorbell is funny. It's a, it's a woman's mouth. And when they press it, it's their finger going in her mouth. Um, but they're like, look, we have a family emergency. Can you watch the kids? And Quack's like, well, um, according to Megan's law, I have to tell, you know what? Yeah, I'll take the kids. I'll take the kids. So they, <laughs> they go inside and uh, he's like, man, I've never had to entertain, entertain kids before. And Quagmire's like, aha. Uh -huh. And he takes out, he's like, jingly, 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 jingly. And, um, fucking, uh, Stewie's not entertained at all, but Chris j just just g starts rolling on the floor and laughing. <laughs> so you know, at least he didn't hit his target, but uh, you know, he got one of them. So that's that's good. Um, when we get to Carol's house, um, <clears throat> Lois is just laying there with Carol, just you know, rubbing her with a cold towel and just trying to be helpful and uh peter 
he opens the door. He's like, oh, hey, Carol, it's me, me, Ted. I've come back and I love you. And he's just, he's like, ha, 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 it's just me. I'm just kidding. Uh, he's, he's a really big asshole about it. Man, Carol, uh, she's right from the jump, has terrible uh, luck with men. We find out that she's uh, she's already had eight husbands uh, at this point. And uh, she's like, man, as soon as this baby can crawl, he'll probably crawl away from me just like my eight husbands. And I'm like, wow, Carol, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, but uh, so there... Um, as they're talking, Peter accidentally knocks over a lamp and uh, they're just staring at him and he's staring at it and he just like pulls the bed they're laying on on top of it and then he backs out of the room and he breaks something else. Then you can hear him pulling another something on over top of that one. It's really funny. And then we cut back to uh, back to Spooner Street where Quagmire has been keeping Chris busy with a scavenger hunt. Mr. Quagmire, I finished the scavenger hunt. Well, well, hold your horses, hold your horses. Let's go down the list. Uh, an unsharpened pencil? Check. A speed limit sign that doesn't end in five or zero? Check. Your mom's hairbrush? Check. You win. Oh, boy. What's my prize? A pencil and a speed sign. I did it. I'll be right back. <laughs> a couple of teeth and some toenail clippings, and we'll be ready for our date. Um, it's really funny. And I've actually found, uh, I pass a speed limit sign, uh, like every day that's 12. Uh, so that's just really funny. It's a speed limit sign that doesn't end in zero or five. Um, but we cut back to Carol's house and, uh, Peter's going through her ex-husband's clothes and he's like, Hey, can I have his, uh, his shirts? And loves is like, what do you want with his shirts? You're, he's, he's half your size. And he's like, uh, Carol, Carol, uh, uh, say David Banner. I, I just slashed your tires. And, uh, she says, okay, David Banner, I just slashed your tires. And he turns around and, and blows out one of, one of her ex, ex's shirts. He's like, Rah! and he's like, I am precious. And, uh, he's being the incredible Hulk. And, uh, and that's actually pretty fucking funny. That's, um, like I said, it's really funny. I love the old Hulk with, um, Lou Ferrigno. It's, uh, it's actually a really good show. Um, but in the comics, he's Bruce Banner. And in the show, they didn't want to call him that for some reason. They called him David Banner. And all I can think of when I hear David Banner is David, David, David Banner, the rapper. And, uh, so when I, and I had heard of him before I started watching the show, like on TV land or whatever. And, uh, so that was just a really funny, uh, it's just, every time I think of that show, I also think of David Banner and, uh, that just cracks me up. Um, but, uh, Lois says she has to go use the bathroom and, uh, Carol's like, does she still take the, the newspaper in there? And he's like, yeah. And afterwards I just, I just can't read it. And uh, then she has a contraction. She's like, oh, the baby's coming. And he's like, oh, Carol, Carol, you got to calm down. You can't just let this baby start calling the shots now or you're screwed. And um, we cut from there. They go like us to commercial. We come back and the kids are at a party at Quagmire's house. Uh, Meg's smiling, just looking around, having a good time. And Chris is like, is, is Mr. Quagmire babysitting all these people? And um, we see Quagmire just hitting on woman after woman, just feeding them lines. And 
Uh, he gets in between two of them. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to come between the two of you. Or maybe I do. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. And then we cut over to Stewie, and he's talking with a bunch of women. He's on a little piano. It's really cute. And he's like, um, I've been playing this song for a, a number of years. And he, hungry eyes. I feel the magic between you and I. And, he's, and he looks to a woman, and he's like, oh, I'm hungry for you. Here, come walk with me. Talk with me, baby. And as they're walking away, he, he pops up. He's he does a little hop and like smacks her on the ass and it's super funny and it's really cute um and then um then uh we see peter lois and carol they are driving on their way to the hospital and uh lois is trying to um calm carol down and then she notices that the car stopped and she's like peter why is the car stopped peter why are we stopped um yeah i'll have three cheeseburgers peter for god's sake she's having a baby oh that's right and a kid's meal and uh i, I guess i'll have fries I, if, I, if i have fries is anybody else gonna have any because you know i i don't want to be the only one eating them i'll feel like a fatty yeah he stopped for food and uh, my favorite part is that is that he's like, oh yeah, and a kid's meal. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but it's so funny. But they finally get to the hospital. I'm assuming after Peter finished his fries, and um, the, Lois is like, this woman is in is in labor, and Adam West pushes her out of the way. And this is where they the her, uh, the star-crossed lovers meet for the very first time. Adam West is like, excuse me, I was first. Um, my let. My leg is asleep. And um, that's it. That and, and it's just a little thing. But it's just kind of funny that they were in the uh, scene together years and years and years before they ever got married. So I don't know why that's funny to me, but it, it is. Um, we cut to the delivery room where Dr. Hartman is going to deliver the baby. That means, you know, shenanigans are about to happen. Shenanigans of the highest order. Uh, and as he's reaching for uh, some gloves, he reaches into the hypodermic needle container, the used needle container to be more specific. And he's like, these aren't the gloves. Well, I could have sworn I kept them here. No, let me just check at the bottom. No, that's just more needles. He pulls his hand out and there's just needles sticking out of it. He's like, mm, this is definitely where the needles came from. And then he just like falls out and Peter has to deliver the baby. He's like, Oh my God, it looks like Carol's blowing a bubble. And uh, she's like, that's the head. And she starts, Lois starts talking to Carol. Push, push. And he's like, I am, I am. It won't go back in. And he's like, no, Peter, you pull. Carol, you push. And then Carol gives it one last. <laughs> she sounds like a donkey. It's hilarious. But she gives one last push. Peter pulls it out. And he's like, it's a girl. And, he, oh, but it's got a penis. Oh, boy. And he picks up a scalpel. We better do something about that. And Lois is like, no, it's it's a boy. And he's like, oh, hey, little fella. And he's just holding him. He's being cute. And Lois is like, give, Peter, give give Carol her baby. And he's like, oh, okay. So he gives her the baby. He's like, man, I didn't uh, I didn't want to give that baby up. And she's like, well, you were cute holding him and everything. And he's like, hey, I've got an idea. Let's steal the baby. What? No, I've got a better idea. Let's have another baby. And uh, he talks Lois into it, and there's, they're they're gonna have another baby, and it's absolutely stupid. Like I said before, um, Stewie is one year old. 
Like they have a fucking baby at home. They do not need a brand new toddler. Not to mention they have a 16 and a 13 year old and Peter just started a new fishing business. This is not the opportune time to have another baby. They are letting their emotions control them way too much. But I, you know, they're, he's a dumb Irish New Englander and they're Catholic. What do you want from them? This is in their blood. Back at the house, the family's looking through old stuff. Uh, they find a, an old pet rock, and we get a cutaway to when they first got it, and it still was peeing. It's a funny joke. It happens twice. Um, it happens later in the episode that the pet rock pees on the carpet. It's cute. It's funny. Pet rocks just used to be a thing that, like, it was a weird thing back in the 70s that our, our parents that were always high all the time, I'm assuming, we just get rocks and maybe put googly eyes on it. And they were like, that's my pet rock. It's just a weird thing. It's a weird aberration that happened. Um, but they find one. And that's funny. Um, they find Chris's baby book. And they, they're like, oh, look, it's the condom that led to my birth. And, and uh, Lois is like, yeah. And the resulting lawsuit bought us this house. You're my favorite little mistake. And Chris is like, ha ha, Mac, I'm the favorite. And it's actually really funny. Uh, Stewie comes in, he's like, oh, looking at baby books, uh, did, did, uh, pining for chafed nipples and episiotomies, are we? And he's just, they're like, no, nah, we're, we're thinking about having another baby. And he's like, oh, cool. Well, uh, let me know when Kojak's on. And he walks out of the room and he comes back in. What? Ah, baby books. Nostalgic for the days of chafed nipples and episiotomies. Oh, somebody hasn't heard the news. News? What news? What's the most wonderful thing that could happen to this family? Hmm. Well, the Phillies won. You're gonna have a baby brother, buddy. Or sister. Oh, a new baby. That's wonderful. He'll call me when Kojak starts. What? And uh, we cut right from there to him doing a cute little therapy session with uh, Rupert. He's like, of course I'm not jealous, you know? Um, you know, I just don't want this to be like uh, on the Brady Bunch. Um... Yeah, I mean, you know what happened to Bobby when, when they brought in Oliver. And then we get a cutaway, which doesn't make sense at all, of, of um, the Brady Bunch loving Oliver and then uh, hitting uh, Bobby and making him go back in the garage. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Um, fucking Oliver sucked. Like, Oliver's what made that last season of the Brady Bunch, like, shit. Um, uh, but, you know... It's, it is what it is. And also, um, there's a channel here called MeTV. I'm assuming that it's in other places as well that plays the Brady Bunch. And um, they have old actors from these old shows on there. And one of them is the kid, the guy who played um, Oliver. And, and he's like, please don't hate me. And so it's kind of funny. But, um, but he, he decides in that therapy session that he cannot let um peter and lois have another child um this is stewie country damn it he damn well aims to keep it that way and he says um as god is my witness from this moment forward lois and peter will not conceive and it's a play on the line from i believe it's from the sound of music or from the other famous one that i can't think of the name of but um, it's uh, as God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. I just can't think of the name of it. Um, but so 
we see Stewie in bed. Brian comes in. And he's like, "What are you doing here?" And Brian's like, "Oh, they're uh, they're getting busy, if you know what I mean." And Stewie's like, "What? I thought I had more time." And he he goes running off and he jumps into bed with him. He's like, oh, "Mommy, Daddy, I, I had a bad dream. I, I saw the oh, what are they, what do they call him? Boogeyman! I saw the boogeyman!" And uh, they they stop having sex and they let him sleep with him that night. And Peter actually tries to keep going. He's like, "Ah, here, here's this thing I'm hurting." I'm like, "Whoa, dude, do you want to have sex?" While the baby's in the same bed? That's several forms of abuse that I don't even know how to to, to manage the, the the heinousness of. So I'm just gonna skip over that. That was a misstep of the cartoon. It was just for shock factor, either way. Um, but it's funny because uh they go to sleep, Peter snores, and the Pete Stewie's like, brown over, and he rolls over on him, he's like Oh, and he's like, smells like cheese, and uh, it's cute. Um, but so, he, but the point is, is that Stewie managed to stop them from having sex. Uh, the next day, Peter and Brian are putting together a bassinet for the new baby, and they're like, uh, Peter, Brian's like, insert slot A into, or insert rod A into slot B, and Peter's like, that, that's what, and he's like, if you say that's what C said, I'm one more time, I'm gonna pop you, which is funny, because this is 2001, and that's what she said was already played out by that point, um, which I think is why it was funny in the office, is that by that point, it was already played out, and Michael saying it was funny, because it was played out, I don't know, but um, the guys come over as he's building it. They're like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, well, we, we weren't going to tell you guys yet because we're, we're just trying. But me and Lois are trying for another baby. They're like, oh, my God, we're so throwing you guys in a shower. Oh, my God. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's funny. It's cute. Um, their relationship, the guy's relationship, uh, has a has a lot of vibes, uh, the same as like the King of the Hill crew, and uh, I don't know why, but it's just funny that part where they're just like, "Oh my God, it's so adorable, we love you guys." So funny to me. Um, but later on, um, we see Stewie get Peter's shirt. He's like, "Oh, well, I'd like to see you uh, conceive a baby after Lovis finds this." And he, he, he puts on some uh, lipstick, he puts kisses all over it, he puts on, um, he puts on uh, uh, perfume and rolls around in it. And then uh, he would have gotten away with it if only before he left the bathroom he didn't notice himself in his lipstick. And he's like, oh, you're looking good, aren't you, darling? And then Lois just finds him. Uh, and she's like, Stewie, that's mommy's lipstick, and that's daddy's good shirt. He got caught. If he would have just left well alone and not done the whole mirror bit, uh, he would have gotten away with it. But he doesn't, uh, and uh, Lois catches him. And um, as he's walking away in the makeup, um, Brian's like, uh, the evidence is piling up. And Stewie's like, you say whatever you want. You know I look good. And it's a really 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 funny funny scene and uh like i said this uh episode is is a really really fantastic stewie episode um probably one of if not my favorite stewie episode of this season we go to and come back from commercial and we see stewie see his parents go into the bedroom and he's like 
Oh man, all this time spent keeping people from having sex. Now I know how the Catholic Church feels. Buzzing! And that's a joke uh, that is obviously from this episode, but also from the menu of this DVD, which, believe me, as someone who's fallen asleep to this DVD a lot, um, I've heard that joke a lot. And so that's just burned into my mind. And uh, that's why I had to make such a big note about it. But he's like, oh, phase two. And he runs into his room. He gets a, into a robot Peter that's like the same equivalent as the robot Mr. Krabs pr pr uh, Plankton uses to trick SpongeBob in the uh, episode of SpongeBob where he does pretty much the same exact thing as this. Um, and, um, you know, ravioli, ravioli, give me the formioli. Um, but... He, uh, he, outside of the bedroom, he cracks a beer and Peter comes out and, hey, who's got a beer? And, uh, he, he chloroforms Peter back into the hallway and goes in and Lois is like, where did you go, honey? And he's like, I had to go to the bathroom because kissing you made me bath. And she's like, what? And then the kids come in. Meg is clearly shoving Chris, like clearly with her body shoving Chris. And Chris is like, mom, dad, Meg is shoving me. And then Meg goes, no, I'm not. While clearly, forcefully and physically shoving Chris. He shoves her back. But, like, she is absolutely shoving Chris. So, this is... Uh, and then Peter's like, look, this, stop it. You're bothering me. Look, both of you go down and drink the antifreeze from the garage. I'm tired of this. That's the robot Peter. <laughs> and uh, Chris is like, ha, I'm going to go drink all of it so you don't get any... And, um, uh, so, but as they're fighting, uh, they accidentally knock the robot Chris out the window and, um, the regular Peter comes in and is like, uh, they're like, Peter, as he flies out the window and then he's like, what? And then he, he like comes in from behind him and they're like, what? And then on the ground, we see Stewie come out of the robot Peter when Cleveland is standing. He's like, hey, Peter. And Stewie pops out of his stomach. He's like, I see nothing. Like Sergeant Schultz from Hogan's Heroes. Uh, that show rocks, by the way. Uh, catch that on your local TV land or wherever. But um, get you some of that. Um it's just fun to watch Nazis lose, like at the election. You know what I'm talking about? Dad, Meg keeps pushing me. Oh, like I could. He's so fat. I'm not fat. I'm Rubenesque. That's it. Your dad's had enough. I want you kids to go downstairs and drink the antifreeze in the garage. I'm going to chug it also. There's none left for you. Hey, watch it. Peter. What? Hey, Peter. I see nothing. Nothing. Um, but, uh, the Lois has had enough. She's like, look, you kids, I want you to go to your rooms for the rest of the night, even though clearly out the window and just in the cutaway with Cleveland just a moment ago, it was clearly bright fucking day. No clouds, no nothing blue as fuck. And, uh, so they're, they're like, ah, and Chris is like, I don't want to. My I, there's an evil monkey that lives in my closet. And this is our third evil monkey reference. And they're like, <laughs> evil monkey. And um, then we cut right from that because no one ever believes Chris. Uh, and there is an evil monkey. He looks back, and the monkey uh, uh, gives him the, the 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 really mean point and uh, the the scary teeth. And uh, yeah. And Chris is like, yeah. and then we cut uh, right from there to 
Peter and Lois having a, a cute date night around the house. Um, they're having dinner and they're they're being cute. Uh, Stewie is watching and Lois leans in and says, Peter, you know, I'm not wearing any panties. And he's like, don't worry. We can throw that chair out. <laughs> and then they feed each other. And I'm like, that's the sickest low-key bird of ever, of all time, forever. And my wife, who was just listening to it as she was walking by, she started laughing her ass off. Um, Stewie, not liking what he sees, says, okay, time to, to step up my operation. He runs up to his room. He jumps into this giant ship. And he shrinks down to the size of, like, a fly. And he starts flying downstairs and he finds an actual fly uh, that's actually just a hair bigger than him. And uh, he starts chasing it and he starts saying sweet shit to it and it's kind of malevolent. And uh, he destroys the, I think that's got malevolent and benevolent or benevolent, whatever that word is, benevolence. You know what I'm trying to say. Um, but he kills the fly, says more sweet shit. And then um, uh, he's like, uh, just as your fate was, Mr. Fly, so is the fate of all the sperm in Peter's body. And he just, he starts going at Peter while Peter's eating dinner. And he flies down his throat and he's just like, yeah. And uh, yeah, he flies down his throat and um, manages to, uh, to, to get inside of Peter. And with that, we are going to take a quick break for something stupid. And then when we come back, we're going to break down the end to this fantastic episode, Emission Impossible. So, what do we got? Well, I'll tell you, it's the ugliest smurfing thing I've ever seen. Poor bastard have his smurf cut off. They cut him from smurf to smurf, and to top it all off, they smurfed his goddamn head off. Jesus smurfing Christ. What kind of sick smurfing bastard would do something like this? Well, whoever it was, they did not like this mother smurfer. No, they did not. Have, uh, have the boys found anything smurfy? Eh, just this. We're, uh, we're not sure what it is yet, but, but it, it's got blood all over it. Don't bother. That's that's a smurfing ribbon. The kind of smurfing ribbon you'd find on a package from Jokey Smurf. And we're back. And I told you that was stupid. And now that uh, Stewie is inside Peter, we get a status report as well as an air supply report. Computer on. 30 minutes before ship re-expansion. Oh, just enough time to obliterate all those little potential usurpers. Engine status? Nominal. Fuel supply? Full. Air supply? Very well. Through the lips, over the gums, look out testicles, here I come! Lois, you can't spell love without L-O. You can't spell is without is you can't spell silo without lois and solo from the pet rock oh no oh, no 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 oh, oh god oh god oh god oh god and it's really funny 
Uh, but when we uh, when uh, when we cut back outside, we see Peter serenading Lois with his guitar. He's written her a song that's absolutely terrible. It ends with a solo from the Pet Rock. That is actually just the Pet Rock pissing on the ground. It's it's pretty funny. Um, as as Stewie's making his way, he's passing the heart, and uh, it starts going a little haywire, and his. Uh, his computer is like the heart rate is 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 speeding up. It's the same com- lady. It's the same voice from the computer in Star Trek, um, the Next Generation, I believe. And um, he's like, "Oh man, if, they're either he they're either watching Batman or doing the do." And uh, it actually turns out that they're watching Batman. So lucky him. He's in, he's like he's like, but I need to come up with something to 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 to. To, to get me a little time and he's like where am I they're like 15 millimeters from the duodenum and he's like all right and he's like fire phasers which is funny because he doesn't have to say that later when he got when he's firing his phasers but he fires his phasers at his duodenum and Peter goes running for the bathroom because I guess the duodenum has something to do with going to the bathroom I don't know uh, but finally Stewie reaches his destination he reaches Peter's testicles they look like two tiny little death stars in there and uh, he has a really badass Star Wars-esque uh, sperm fight. Um, I mean, he just fucking ravages these testicles. He is a fucking monster. <clears throat> He's picking them out of the sky two, three at a time. They're getting behind him. He's swooping, 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 getting behind, blowing them out of the air. He's fucking scorch earthing these um, these platforms with all of the little sperm ships and destroying everything in his path. And as he's looking at all of this devastation, believing himself to be the victor, he's hit from behind. And he turns around and he finds himself face to face with the one, the only Wallace Shawn's Bertram and they both try to take one last shot at each other alas they are both out of ammo <laughs> and uh, then they both know it and so um, they decide that they are going to uh, that they're going to meet face to face for a final encounter well it seems you're out of ammunition as are you Stuart <gasps> You know my name. I know many things. Indeed. Quite. Yes. Hmm. Well, perhaps we should exchange monosyllabic expressions of arrogance in person. Oh. Hmm. Yes. You came unarmed? As we agreed. Admirable. But foolish! It's going to be a shame to destroy such a worthy adversary. Exactly. Um, what's funny is in the middle of of um of that clip, there's a little middle part where we cut to Peter and Lois, and Peter's like doing a little dance for her, and he pulls up his stomach, and underneath all the fat, he's written "I love you," and it's kind of cute, actually. This whole day night between. It's there. It's just kind of cute that Peter and Lois, you know, still do this uh, kind of stuff together. Um, but, so they do this double choke out on each other. They're they're having a hand to hand battle, and um, th- they both choke each other out. And when they wake up, uh, Stewie doesn't notice him at first, and he goes to make a pot of coffee. When he notices Bertram there, he smashes the coffee on the uh, 
on the thing and he holds it to to Bertram's throat, the glass. And Bertram's like, man, fine, kill me. But my one regret is I won't be able to kill that redheaded woman. And I believe at this point that Bertram is absolutely playing Stewie 100%. And here's why. Because at the end of this, Stewie's like, hurry up. You need to get down to the testicle so you could be born. But at the end of it, Bertram stayed exactly where he was when he left Stewie, when he helped Stewie get out. Because that's what's, spoiler alert, that's what's going to happen. Um, but so he never meant to be born. I don't think he ever meant to, I think he just needed Stewie to get out, but so he couldn't kill Peter so that Bertram could get out one day. I don't think Bertram ever had any, um, any had, had any ideas of working together, uh, with Stewie to kill Lois. I don't even think he hated Lois in, in the first place. I think that was a ruse to begin with. I don't, don't know how he feels about her, but either way, that's my, that's my head cannon. Um, but he's like, I, I wanted to kill Lois. He's like, well, you know, uh, maybe I shouldn't kill you. Maybe we could make a good team and we get a fun montage of them killing Lois over and over and over again. Um, one is really funny where she's fallen in some, um, some cement and it's, it's hardened around her and they put liquid nitrogen on her arm that's sticking out and Stewie smashes it. I don't know why that one stuck out. Probably because it's really violent. No, a fucked up person. I'm just kidding. Um, but this is, is a really, really good scene. It's it, and, and so they decide that uh, they need to get Stewie out of there because his machine can't, uh, you know, stay shrunk forever. And uh, they, they have to get him out of there. And uh, they don't have enough time. Stewie doesn't, Stewie doesn't have enough time. And uh, luckily, Bertram knows a shortcut. They get up to Peter's tear ducts. And uh, he's like, you have to get out on a tear. We have to make him cry. And Stewie starts singing um, Love Lift Us Up Where We Belong. And uh, they sing it together. Wallace Shawn can actually sing, you know, not terribly. So that's that's really interesting. And um, uh, they sing and, and uh, Peter starts crying. And on the outside, Lois sees his tears. And she's like, I love you, Peter. And he's like, I love you too, Lou Gossett Jr. <laughs> And Stewie gets out and um, he, he pilots his he pilots his ship into his room. It expands with just seconds to spare. Uh, I'm it's pretty lucky that it didn't expand like in the hallway or something. Um, but he runs back and he's like, oh, yeah, do it. Do her, you fat bastard. And um, they end up stopping and uh, they're like, you know, if if we have another baby, you know, this night's been so great. If we have another baby, we aren't going to be able to, to have another night like this. I'm like, bullshit. You have a one-year-old now and you're having a date night like this. The fuck are you talking about? Oh, we won't have another night like this if we have a baby. You literally have a baby who's like, who's in the house. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you had to know he was. Anyways... Um, so these people are just being stupid. Their, their reasoning was stupid in the beginning, but it's a funny, it's a funny, um, it's just a funny premise for an episode. They wanted to have a baby, but they just, they just didn't, the, the, it's a good thing. It's a fucking cartoon or this wouldn't make sense. Um, but it's a really, really funny episode. I don't mean to shit on it as much as I do. It's really, really funny. 
Uh, but but after they decide not to have a baby, Peter goes off in the bathroom to jack off. And uh, when he comes out, P- uh, Stewie's out pissed. He's like, oh, my God, you killed Bertram. And he starts smashing Peter's head. And he sees the twinkle in Peter's eye. He's like, oh, my God, he's still alive. And um, he's like, he's he's clever. Maybe too clever, and I'm like, well, yeah, Stewie. But the moment you put that that glass to his throat, and he started started talking about, oh, he oh he wanted to kill Lois, and he hates all the same things you hate. He was obviously fucking playing with you, uh, playing you, and um, everything that happens after he's born is 100% um, proof that he played you, and uh, it's just a fact. And uh, Stewie got done on in this episode, and uh, he comes out on top, though, um, several times over, and uh, we actually covered the official end of Bertram last week in our Family Guy Road of the Multiverse video game um, review, so check that out. Uh, But that'll do it for this episode, because this is where the credits play. You know, beyond all of the really funny jokes, this episode has a lot of far-reaching implications. Not just the introduction of Bertram, who would go on to be Stewie's foil for years and years to come in in multiple different platforms, video game as well as uh, TV and movies, um, but it also introduces Lois's sister Carol, and in one scene, Carol and Adam West are actually seen together for the first time. That's sort of a big deal because they would later on in the series... Um, Mary before Adam West's untimely passing away, which is really sweet. And so it was just kind of sweet to see them together for the first time, um, even though they don't actually speak and they, you'd only see them together for like half a second. But it, like I said, it's still sweet. But also on its own, this episode is hilarious. And it's one of the episodes I think people look back on when they think of Stewie's old persona. Um, I, for one, think that this episode is is really iconic, and um, I remember falling asleep to this DVD specifically uh, so many times. And um, the like I said before, the DVD menu has a running running series of lines from every episode, and the episode uh, or the line from this episode on the on the DVD menu is the joke that. Stewie says, he's like, man, I know how the, right, uh, keeping all these people from having sex, I feel like the Catholic Church buzzing, and um, it's just one of those things that's really stuck in my mind, so this episode, and pretty much every episode on this disc, um, but, spe- but specifically this one really stuck out in my mind, and I always look back on it fondly, and I feel like a lot of people do, and I feel like when people think of Stewie's old evil persona, this is an episode that they like to think of. Um, because it's got a lot of Stewie, but it's also got Bertram in it as well. Like I said before, I think it's, it's weird that they would want a new baby when Stewie is just one. And also Peter just started a new fisherman job. And I don't think that that's going to put the, um, the, the bread on the table, uh, so to speak for, uh, for a whole other baby, but that's just me. And again, like I said, Stewie's one year, one years old, so they don't really need to I feel like get a new infant going. It seems like a uh, uh, just seems like a bit of a jump of the gun. Um, but I've always loved this episode, so it was a lot of fun to break it down. Um, Bertram is a good character, and uh, Wallace Shawn is a uh, treasure, and so is his voice. He's absolutely fantastic. 
Um, so with all that in mind, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening to Frickin' Sweet, a Family Guy podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us, please send us an email at frickinsweetfamilypod at gmail.com, or you can send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash sweet, and you can hear it right here on the show. Next week's episode is a really good one. It's a hard shot at my particular neck of the woods with To Live and Die in Dixie. What happens when you combine our favorite cartoon family with the Deep South? I'll tell you. Hilarity. Tune in for that. Uh, But for us here, we just want to say thank you uh, to everyone listening, especially to those warriors who listen uh, right when it comes out on Sunday. You guys are the real ones. We love you. We love every listener that we that we get are truly we truly don't deserve it we're just uh we're just me my wife and that's it and the invisible people that i talk to when i'm coming up with jokes for this and i just want to say thank you to everyone who uh listens to the show and and uh gets through every um and bad joke that i make so i just want to say thank you to all of you guys given the season and uh we'll see you next week it's gonna be a really good one it's gonna be really special i'm gonna try and make it a lot of fun See you then. Bye, people.